Praise the Lord. Well, um, this morning we're going to minister on um, <clears throat> pressing into the plan of God, um, finding out what the plan of God is for our lives. Amen. Um, you know, in 2020, the Lord said to us, walk closer with me. Do you remember that? Hold my hand, hand in hand. In 2021, he said, keep pace with me. I mean, stay, stay with him wherever he's going. This year, the Lord said to me, press in. Press into what God has. Don't leave anything on the table. Amen. Whatever he has, we don't want to go off this year and not take it for us. We don't want to step into his plan, right? So let's open our Bibles this morning to Ephesians chapter 2. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 2. And let's open up in prayer. Father God, we come to you this morning, Lord. We magnify you. We thank you, Father, for the plan that you have for this service. It all comes to pass. I thank you, Father, for utterances. I thank you, Father, you get all the glory this morning. And that my, my words will be your words in Jesus' name. And we receive all that you have for us for this year and for this day in Jesus' name. Amen. So Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 I'm going to read out the Amplified. If you have a device, you can pull that up, or you can just listen. But Ephesians 2.10 out of the Amplified Classic says, We are God's own handiwork, His workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works, come on, which God predestined, planned beforehand for us taking paths which he prepared ahead of time amen we see right there in the amplified god has created paths prepared them ahead of time for our lives for each one of us there's a path there's a plan that he has already created before you were ever born he created it amen he prepared it for you and then he says that we should walk in it we don't have to walk in it but we should walk in it <laughs> We don't have to walk in that prepared plan, but he prepared it for us so that we could walk in it, and as obedient children of God, that we would and should walk in it. Amen? And in that plan, it's living the good life. Man, I like that. Living the good life, which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Amen? It's a prearranged life. It's a prepared plan, and it's our choice whether we choose to walk in it or not, right? So God has a plan for us. It's a path that he prepared ahead of time, but it's our responsibility. It's our, um, it's our job to choose that plan, right? But it's also our highest honor. It's not just, well, I don't know if I want to. I mean, it's an honor. It's our highest privilege to walk in his plan. Because he created the plan for you and you and you and you and you and you, each one of us ahead of time. I still sound a little canny. I don't know what that is. If you're able to fix it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Um, before the foundation of the world, the, the plan was prepared, right? It was already created. Letty's plan was created. Jayla's plan, you know. Each one of us, the plan was created for us, right? So we each have an individual specific plan. That's why you can't look at what your friends are doing and follow their plan. Yeah. Right. Right. Amen. 
Remember what I said last week. You're going to have family, friends, the media, uh, TV, your teachers, <laughs> professors. Everyone's going to have a plan for your life. Right? Everyone's going to have a plan for your life. But God has the best plan. Amen. Amen. And so, um, you know, if we choose our own plan, we are actually choosing an alternate plan. And a lot of us, we develop alternate plans for our own life. Without even checking to see, is this the plan of God or is it my plan? Right? But if, you know, here's the thing. If we really want God's plan, we have to have a desire for it. Otherwise, you'll just kind of live life just like everybody else. Right? But if you're really, if you're, you know, we're all aware. We just read that scripture. There's a plan. Right? Okay. God has a plan. He prepared it. How do I get into that plan, Pastor Melina? Number one, first of all, you got to be hungry. you got to be hungry to walk out his plan. Because if you're always doing things in the natural, guess what? You're not going to be real hungry. If you're always hearing the natural things, you're not going to be hungry for the plan. That's why we're always talking about feeding on the word, reading our Bible, listening to the word, worshiping God, having good spiritual habits. Because, you know, I was telling Pastor Marcus the other day, I had been out in the... I say out in the world, but I was out <laughs> I was out there for the whole day and I came back and I said, you know, when you're around natural things all the t- you know, all day, just one day, you come back and you're like, I'm tired, I don't feel like doing anything. You know, spiritually you're you've been wrapped around people who are talking natural, you're doing natural things, you know, you have to stir yourself up. You have to we have to put um, habits in place to be hungry for God. Otherwise you're just gonna come home Click on what's on Netflix. You know, you're just gonna you're gonna stay in that natural flow because you've been in it and around it all day. So we have to develop those spiritual habits. Once you start to put those in place, though, once you start to make yourself hungry, you got to make yourself hungry. Well, I know about person man, they're doing all these things for God. It's because they're hungry. It's because they're hungry for God. You know, we determine our level of hunger. We each determine our level of hunger for the plan of God. We do. Everyone determines, I can't develop Pastor Marcus's hunger. He can't develop my hunger. You know, we're developing our own hunger for the things of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, you have to be hungry. And I want want you to listen. No one can preach the plan of God for your life or reveal it to you. Huh? I can't go to church and find out the plan? Not the plan specifically designed for your life. No one can preach it to you. You've got to find out what it is. Now, we're, we're preaching about walking in love. We know, we know part of the plan is to tithe. Part of the plan is to be a doer of the word, to love one another, you know, to have those habits in place, right? We know these things. But your individual plan, the specifics for your life, no one can preach them to you. You've got to find out what they are for yourself. I have to find out what they are for myself. Because we've all been uniquely created for purposes. And I can't fulfill Seth's purpose, and he can't fulfill mine. Amen? So, let's look at Genesis 16. Praise the Lord. Genesis 16, verse 1. Remember, I said everybody has a plan. People have plans for your life. <laughs> but you've got to find out what the plan is for your own. 
Now this is the story of Abraham and Sarah. I'm going to touch on this real quick and then we're going to move into what I really want to talk about. But I want you to know that it doesn't matter what other people say. Don't let someone else's counsel lead you. Now, kid, you're in your home. I'm talking, you know, pastor said, we don't have to listen to you, mom and dad. We don't have to listen to your counsel. That's not what I'm saying. You are under, they are the, the voice of God in your life, your parents. So, of course, we listen to them. But when you become an adult, okay, you can still listen to your parents. <laughs> if they have godly counsel, you can still listen to them, right? They, listen, there's wisdom. But when you become an adult, you don't let other people's counsel lead you, right? They didn't purchase you. They didn't buy you. You are God's. You are God's. Your body is God's. Your life is God's. It's up to us to find out what he has to say because we're not our own. We're not our own. So in Genesis 16, verse 1, here's Sarah and Abraham. God had promised Abraham, you're going to be the father of many nations. You're going to have descendants. They're going to you know, cover the earth. Just look at the stars, as many as the stars. That's how many descendants you're going to have. And guess what? No children yet. Where's this plan? Lord, you said there's a plan. Where is it? So here's Sarah. Sarah. Her name was Sarah. This is before they, God changed her name. And in verse 1, Sarai, Abraham's wife, had borne him no children, and she had an Egyptian maidservant whose name was Hagar. So Sarah said to Abram, See, the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. See, I don't have any kids yet. Where's the plan? Where is it? I have an idea. Go into my maid. Perhaps I shall obtain the plan by her. And we read next, Abraham heeded the voice of Sarah. <laughs> Abram, I don't see any rebuttal here. There's no refusal. I don't know if I should go into the handmaiden, you know, but that's a whole other story. We won't go there, right? He's and Abraham heeded the voice of Sarah. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> okay, here's the thing, though. Someone else is counseling Abraham about the plan of God, his wife. When you're married, your husband is the leader. There's an anointing on them. For your family, Abraham should have said, Whoa, 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 there, little chickadee. I'm not going into her. The plan of God is coming through you. But see how people, even your spouse, can try and counsel you? Okay. Now, so Abraham does, Hagar does, and here comes Ishmael. Now, this is why you hear many people, Christian, you know, Christians, they'll say, I don't want an Ishmael. Because Ishmael was not the plan of God. Sarah thought, and Abraham obviously agreed, let me help God out here with the plan. Because, you know, we've been waiting and it hasn't happened yet. We're going to help God out. You know, God doesn't need your help. He doesn't need you to move things along, you know. Doesn't need you to, you know, doesn't need your help. He needs you to trust in him, hold fast to his word, and just follow his leading. Right, and um, and so now let's look at. Let's see here, where I have here. We're going to go to the next. Let's look at Genesis 17, one chapter over, verse 16 through 18. So now I do want to say this: when Ishmael was born, he was about I think 12 years older. Um, then he was he was not the plan of God. He was the alternate plan. He was the alternate plan. Remember that. There's always going to be an alternate plan. Yes. 
Don't worry, the enemy will provide one for you. If people don't, the devil will. There will be two plans. You're going to have to choose which one you're going to take. Okay, Genesis 17, verse 16. So God comes back to Abraham again. He's talking about Sarah. Okay, Genesis 17, verse 16. He said, I will bless her. In other words, the plan of God's coming. My plan's coming through her, not Hagar. And will surely give you a son by her. <laughs> I will bless her so that she will be the mother of nations and kings of people will come from her. Okay, there's like five times God's referring to her, to Sarah. The plan of God's coming through Sarah, not through Hagar. Just a reminder, now you've got Ishmael, this alternate plan, but God still has his plan. You know what the good thing is about God? Even when you have your own plan, you can just listen to God and he'll be like, get back on. I'm like, All right, Lord, I'm going to get back on your plan. And you can, you can get right back on the path of God, the prepared plan. So he, God's so good, he came back and said, whoa, 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 what are you doing here? That, this isn't the plan. Right? And then... What does Abraham say? Oh, wait, let me, let me, he fell face down. You know, real respectful. He wasn't bowing. He wasn't worshiping God. He fell face down and he laughed. Has God ever shown you something so great, so big, or told you to do something? And maybe it wasn't big or great, but you're used to laughing and go, there's no way I can do that, Lord. He laughed and said to himself, Will a son be born to a man a hundred years old? This is how old they were. Will Sarah bear a child at the age of 90? And Abraham said to God, If only Ishmael might live under the blessing. In other words, if only my plan would be part of the blessing. Lord, just bless my plan. Bless the alternate plan. Hmm. Have we ever done that to the Lord? Lord, I've got this plan. Just bless my plan. I've got it all mapped out every step for the next five years. I got my whole five-year plan. This is what we're going to do. Bless my plan, right? Hmm. And um, he says, "Oh, that Ishmael might live before thee." Put the blessing on him. See, Abraham thinks he knows better than God. He fancies that his own plan is just as good as the divine plan, as the prepared plan. Our plan is never as good. It's not even close to the plan of God. Amen. So this is where we get this Ishmael. Now I want you to realize later on, um, look at verse 21. The Lord says, My covenant I will establish with who? Isaac. Not Ishmael. My plan is with Isaac. It's going to come through Sarah, who Sarah will bear to by this time next year. So eventually Isaac is born. But let me tell you, Ishmael mocks Isaac later on. But the, your alternate plan, your alternate plan that you have for your life, that you think is so great, it's going to mock the plan of God. It's going to scoff and say, the plan of God, no, it's not that great. Oh, the plan of God, is, don't, don't do that. It, 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 you don't even know if it's going to work. It mocks and scoffs at what God has planned. It got so bad that they had to send Ishmael away. So here's the news to you. Get rid of the alternate plan yes. and follow the plan of God. Amen. 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 
something we devise to help out God with the plan, it's only going to make things worse. Yeah. And it made their situation worse. Substituting. He, you know, God is the master architect of your life. He's got the blueprints all prepared. And then we take out our little napkin and go, but I got this plan right here. We scratch out our own little thing. Have you ever done that? Oh, God, here's my plan. And God's like, I've got this big, beautiful plan for your life. I'm the, I'm the architect. I'm the designer of your life. Follow my blueprint, right? So sometimes, you know, we make decisions, take jobs. We uproot our families. We get involved in relationships without ever acknowledging what's God's plan. What's God's plan for my life? You know, the Bible says in Proverbs 3, in all your ways, acknowledge him. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct your paths. We're not supposed to direct our own path. We were designed to depend on him. We were not designed, no matter what society tells you, you are not designed to be independent from God. Ever. We were designed to be dependent on him. For everything for everything. Amen? Amen? So, let's look at Philippians chapter 3. So I just wanted you to have that preparation, that little kind of beginning, so you know there's always going to be an alternate plan presented. Right? Yes. You could, it, could be by, it could even be by your own self. might not even be by somebody else. You've had this plan. I've had this planned out for like since I was 8. Well, did you check with the Lord and see if it was his plan? So Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. Say amen when you get there. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected. This is Paul talking. But I press on. Okay, now we're talking about how am I going to get into the plan of God? Okay, pastor, I hear what you're saying. There's an alternate plan. I don't want the alternate plan. I don't want an Ishmael in my life. I want the Isaac. I want the blessing because the blessing was on Isaac. How do we do that? Well, I'm going to tell you right now. We press on. We lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of for me. There's a pressing in to find out what is the plan of God. Like I said, you can't just sit in, in your service in, in church and, you know, now God may speak to you as you're sitting in here, but there is a pressing in where you have to find out the details of what the plan um, entails, right? Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. That means to lay hold of. I haven't uh, count myself to lay hold of things yet. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God. Amen. So what Jesus has laid hold of for me, that plan, it's my responsibility to lay hold of it myself. I've got to make it my own. The plan that he prepared for me, I have to find out what it is and make it my own. I have the, the privilege to find out what is the plan of God for my life. And guess what? He doesn't leave us in a, I just don't know. And you just never know what God's going to do. You just never know what God wants. You can find out what God wants for your life. You can find out who you are supposed to marry. What school are you supposed to go to? You can find out um, the details for your life. We press in. We find out. What, is, what did he do for me? What is his plan for me? What is already prepared for me? I'm going to walk out what's already prepared for me. Then I don't have to create my own plan. Pay for my own plan. Fund my own thing. And then wonder, why is there heartache attached? 
Because it was your own thing. It was your Ishmael. And I tell you, I've had an Ishmael before. It's not fun. It's not fun. Right? So, number one, I want to find out what the plan of God is, right? Number one, I'm going to tell you this. Forget the past. Forget the past. Paul said, forgetting those things which are behind. Leave the past in the past. Forget it. I can't forget it. Yes, you can. The Bible says to forget it. It means leave it behind you. The past is supposed to be behind you. Don't ever allow the past to be in front of you again. It's not something we're to look at. We're not supposed to look at what happened to us. I can't believe I grew up this way. Uh, you know, or this person did this to me and I just can't let go. And you're holding on to the past and you'll never be able to move into the plan of God, all that he has for you, by holding on to the past. Why? Because you're always looking back. The past will keep you looking back. If you want the future, you got to let go of the past. God says, forget it. You know what that means? Don't remember it anymore. Don't talk about it anymore. Don't think about it anymore. Don't dwell on it anymore. Don't talk to your friends about it anymore. Don't talk to your kids about it anymore. Leave the past in the past. Leave it there. That's where it belongs. Amen. Number two. So number one, leave the past in the past. I'm talking about past failures. You could be your own failure. I'm talking about your past feelings. Come on, maybe you have, you know, past identity issues. I just don't feel, I just, or, you know, you feel there's self-pity. Or, or maybe you've had um, mistakes um, financially. And now you're trying to, you know, you believe in your heart. God wants you to do something, but you're holding on to the past. Well, I failed in this area. Leave the, leave the failures in the past. Because now we're going to acknowledge him in every area. Right? Well, I thought I acknowledged him. Okay, well, leave it there then. Leave it there. Trust God and move forward. Amen. So leave the past in the past. Amen. Don't think about it. Don't dwell on it. Don't remember it anymore. And don't let anybody else bring up the past to you. Amen. Okay. Number two, press on. Didn't Paul said press on. Reach forward to God, what God has. This goes with be hungry. It takes effort. When you're reaching for something, there's a strain. You know, there's a, when, you know, when you're, when you're reaching it's not like, you know, okay, so I've seen, I've seen those things that they use to pick up things off the ground. Like, wow, which is cool, because if you're always bending over and that's your job, then I get it, right? But if that's not your job and you're like, you can't even like bend over to pick, I don't know. I'm just like, are we just getting a little lazy? Now, whoever invented that, I think it's great because it helps the people who have to clean the streets and all that. But, you know, just the normal person, you're sitting on your couch. I'm like, oh, man, I think I want my remote. And you, like, take that little thing. And you're like, click. Because you don't want to reach for it. Okay, we're getting a little lazy now. Right? And God is saying, if you want something, you're going to have to reach for it. That means there's going to be a stretch. It's going to stretch you. There's going to be a, a strain. You're going to feel it. You are going to feel the stretch. It's intentional. Right? Okay? All right. So we have to make what God has for us our own by being hungry enough to press in and lay hold of it. 
Amen. How do we do that? We put our attention on God. We leave the past in the past. We put our attention on God and lay hold of what he has designed for our life. We stay on course by pressing into God. Pressing into his plan. Come on. Uh, keeping ourselves. My, my eyes, my heart is fixed on what is God's plan for my life. What is God's plan for my life? No other plan. I don't want an Ishmael. I don't want sorrow. I don't want grief. I don't want lack. I want the blessing. So I've got to say, what is God's plan for my life right now? I'm hungry for it. And i got to make myself hungry for it. Because if you don't, you'll sit on the couch and go month after month, year after year, and 15 years will go by, and you're in the same place because we were never hungry to walk out the plan. This plan that I'm talking about entails uh, businesses for some of you, entails financial blessings, entails uh, areas that God's called you to serve in. There's a plan for your life. But if you sit there, you can look back. Have you ever thought, oh my gosh, that year went by so fast. We have to be intentional and reach for the plan. Keep our eyes fixed on the plan. And don't get distracted by others who aren't interested. Not everybody's interested. Not everybody's interested in the plan of God. And they really aren't interested in regards to your life. They're doing their own thing. And that's okay. Because my eyes aren't fixed on anybody else. My eyes are not fixed on Pastor Marcus. My eyes are fixed on what is God's plan for my life. Even those of you who are married, get your eyes off of your spouses. Well, what's the plan of God for their life? Forget that. What's the plan of God for your own life? You've got to focus on yourself. The Bible says run your own race and run it with joy. And if you're looking at your spouse, yeah, but they won't do this and they won't do that. Listen, you do what you know to do. You follow the plan of God for your life. Come on. They just haven't discovered their purpose yet. But you just discover yours. Amen. Be hungry to fulfill the purpose and the plan of God for your life. Amen? So we have to be willing to lay aside our flesh, our own will, for the best plan. And we're responsible to run our own race so we don't get distracted with alternate plans. Amen? Or people who aren't interested. Don't be yoking up with people who aren't interested in the plan of God. They'll always take you down. Well, I think I could bring them up. You'll never bring them up. You'll never bring them up. Because it's easier to, it's easier for me sitting down, I can pull somebody down, boom, for, than for me to try and pull them up. It's always easier to pull someone down. Amen? So you focus on yourself. So number one, forget the past. Number two, press on, reach forward, be hungry. What do you have to do? You have to put spiritual habits in place. Stir yourself up, be hungry with the things of the Lord. Number three, take time with the Lord. Yeah. I don't care if everybody in your house is watching TV or you know, all of a sudden you get, I need, to go, I need to go spend time with the Lord. Guys, I'll be back. I got to go do something. You go close the door, get in your bedroom, close the door, and but I don't feel like it. Well, make yourself hungry. Start putting those habits in place. Separate yourself. We have to separate ourselves to get clarity. Remember, this is about the plan of God. We want his plan. If we're distracted with friends, TV. Now listen, even everyday business stuff, work, 
social media. The daily business, doing the laundry, cleaning the house. You go a whole day and you're like, did I even take time to be with the Lord today? These daily things, then we'll miss out on the plan of God. Sometimes I just say, the laundry's going to be there tomorrow. I've got to go spend time with Jesus. i got to go have coffee with Jesus. You know, dishes are going to be there tomorrow. i got to go have coffee with Jesus. See ya. Now, that is very much against my personality. I like things clean, in order. Pastor Mark would say, really? Not lately. Listen, I've been learning over the last few years. i got to go spend time with Jesus. Yeah, I need to vacuum, but i got to spend time with Jesus. Now, that is not an excuse for a dirty house, you know, <laughs> dishes, because none of that is in my house, you know. People are like, I, I, you know, they, they're, they're hoarders, and like, I'm just spending time with the Lord. Listen, you're not spending time with Jesus sitting on the couch, not doing anything, right? I'm not talking about that, so let's be balanced here. But we have to stir ourselves up. We have to take the time, set it aside to wait on the Lord. Read his word. Meditate on his word. Pastor Ike talked about meditating on the word last week. If you didn't listen or you heard it but you didn't really hear it, go back and listen. That's important. We are talking about, you know, it's important to read your Bible every day. Do you have a Bible reading plan? Or do you have something you're reading in your Bible? You're reading, you know, the Proverbs. There's 31 Proverbs. Read one a day. Today's the 23rd, right? It's 23rd. <laughs> read Proverbs 23. <laughs> You know, read Proverbs 23. Those are great. You'll get wisdom there. But be reading your Bible, okay? Meditating on the Word. And this is what I want to talk about this morning. And pray in other tongues. We have to stir ourselves up to be hungry for the plan. And to call out to God for it, even when we don't feel like it. When you don't feel hungry for God or His plan, don't just sit there and live life. Make yourself hungry. Now, Jeremiah 33, 3. You can write this down. It says, call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. If you want to know the plan of God, we all want the details. I like details. Maybe you don't. Maybe you just want to know general. Whatever it is, you still need to know. Number, you got to call out to God. You got to call out to him. It says he'll show you great and mighty things which you don't know. There's things we don't know about our lives. He wants to reveal them to us. The plan of God can be made known to us when we call out to him. So we need to call out to God. We have to be interested. God, all right, I think I've been doing this wrong, Lord. I need to ask you, what's the plan for my life? I want to know. I want you to show me. Show me what is the plan for my life. Call out to him and ask him. Amen? Wait on the Lord. Okay, I like, I think I've sent this before in an email, but I like Dappy Keys. Yes, that's his name. Dappy, D-A-P-P-Y, Keys. On Dappy T Keys, sorry, capital T. Dappy, capital T, Keys. He plays the piano. There's, I'm not seeing a picture. It's just like, you know, it's instrumental. Thank you, Brenda. Anointed. I turn it on. I wait on the Lord. I read my Bible to it. Sometimes I sleep to it. It's just peaceful. It gets me in the, kind of gets me in the mood to spend time with the Lord. Okay? So I turn on my music. I'm meditating on the Word. But we have to pray in other tongues to find out the details. 1 Corinthians 14.2. Go ahead and turn there. So we call out to God according to Jeremiah 33.3. 3. We ask him, what is the plan? Okay? 
then we're obviously this is this is a given i'm i'm anticipating you're already reading your bible meditating on the word first corinthians 14 2 we have to pray in other tongues to find out what the plan is first corinthians 14 2 says this he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to god when you are praying in other tongues you are not speaking to man for this devotional, this time of fellowshipping with the Lord. You're speaking to God. For no one understands him. Now underline this. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. In the spirit, when you're praying in other tongues, you are speaking mysteries. What are these mysteries we speak? They are the secrets that God knows about the plan for our life. They're the details, that's right. They are the details. When we pray in the Holy Spirit, these secrets, these details from the mind of God, the Holy Spirit takes them from the mind of God and reveals them to us, to our spirit. Amen? Praise the Lord. And as we speak in tongues, the secrets of the plan unfold and it becomes clear to our spirit. As we speak in tongues, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, communicates the details. Communicates those things that you didn't know, He makes them known to you. You didn't know what to do, He lets you know what to do as you pray in tongues. You're praying out those mysteries. You're speaking out those, those uh, secrets, those details, and they unwrap for you. Now the flesh will fight you. The flesh doesn't want to pray in tongues. Why? Because nothing's happening when you're praying in tongues to your flesh. The Bible says your mind is unfruitful. Your mind will fight you. Your mind will start to wander. You'll start to think about things. You know, you can pray in tongues. And I can think about a cheeseburger. I mean, I can pray in tongues. Why? Because your mind is unfruitful. Your mind can wander. And your mind wants to be in control. Your mind wants to be in control. And nothing's happening to the mind when we pray in tongues. But it's a spiritual exercise. It's not an exercise for the flesh. It's not a mind exercise. That's not what it is. It's for your spirit. Amen. And we have to allow our spirit to fellowship with God while we pray in tongues. To do that, we have to quiet the mind. Many people are missing the steps of God for their life. They're missing out on the plan because even when they pray in tongues, they don't quiet the mind. So their mind is always in control. So when the Holy Spirit reveals something to, the Holy, to your own spirit from the mind of God, your own spirit will enlighten your mind and then you'll know. You'll have a knowing like... You know, I know what to do now. But if your mind is thinking about what you need to make for dinner and what are we gonna, what, what am I gonna buy next week or what am I gonna do, you know, tonight with the kids, then your mind is wandering. Then your mind, your your spirit's gonna try and enlighten your mind, but your mind's not gonna catch it. So what do you do with your mind when you pray in tongues? Because you're trying to find out. You're 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 searching for the deep things. You're searching for those, those, you want those things to be revealed to you, the plan of God. What do you do with your mind? You put it in neutral. Don't think about anything. Pastor, listen, takes practice. We all have to practice this. Don't think about anything. Focus on your spirit. Remember one time I, a while back I said, when I pray in tongues, sometimes I'll just put my hand right here. I'm just focusing on my spirit. I don't let my mind wander. Amen. Um, I love what Pastor Cody said. He said, the more 
He said, those who pray, know. Those who don't, guess. I don't want to go through my life guessing. That's not the best. Yeah, it's a very low way of living when we can know. So we have to take the time to speak in tongues because the more we speak in tongues, the more of God's plan becomes known to us the further we go. The longer you pray in tongues, if you can quiet your mind, tell your, your body, your flesh, it's be like, oh, are we done yet? I love the story of Brother Hagin. He said, so I did this. I prayed in tongues for, I said, I'm going to pray in tongues for an hour. Pray in tongues for an hour. So he said, you know, he probably didn't have a timer, but he had his clock. He said, I'm praying in tongues. I was like, man, it must be at least 15, 30 minutes. Because I look at my clock, five minutes got by. All right, Lord, I'm going to do this. He says, does again, keeps praying. Must, you know, he goes, okay, I know I've reached my hour. It was like 20 minutes. <laughs> but this is what happens when you first, you're first developing this habit. But see, mighty things are happening in the spirit when you're praying in tongues. And your flesh doesn't like it. Your flesh isn't used to it. It's like lifting weights. I don't want to lift the weights. That hurts. It takes too long. I don't see results. See how the mind, and then the mind starts kicking in. But you just got to sit there and pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in tongues. Amen. Praise God. And then as you learn to quiet your mind, you focus on your spirit. God's going to speak to your spirit. Amen. And, it, and listen, we don't want to get off the plan of God. We want to know what it is. And how do we do that? We pray in the Holy Ghost, right? Praise God. Have you ever gone from here to Bakersfield? Anybody drive the old Highway 65? We've all done it. What do you see out there? See those oil, oil rigs, right? The oil, I don't know, oil rig, I don't know what it's called. Well, they're digging. They're digging. You see the long, right? That's, I always remember driving through. I'm like, this is the longest drive. But I'm just, you're looking at that. But now I want you to think every time you see that, that is like us praying in the Holy Ghost. We're praying in tongues. You're going down into the deep. What does God have for me? And you're drawing it out. And you're fellowshipping with the Lord. And, and the, the plan of God is being brought up to you. It's being brought to your spirit from the mind of God. It's being brought to your spirit and then it becomes known to you. But if you don't ever, you know, if they never get that oil, I don't know what it's called, going, it's not going to draw out the oil. It's, they're not going to get the richness, the, the riches that are attached to the oil. Because people who own oil are very, very rich. Why? And they're taking the time. They put all those oil things out there and they're taking the time to dig. They're taking the time to dig. That's what you're doing when you're praying in the Holy Ghost. Let's practice. And you're digging down deep into the richness of what God has for you. Now see how some of your minds are wandering. Yeah, but pastor, but you can learn to quiet your mind and put it in neutral. Uh, sometimes I'm doing it, I'm like, oh, my mind's wandering. Bring it back. No mind. Bring it back. And the more you practice, the easier it will become. Amen. And the longer you pray in tongues, the more you'll know of the plan. The less you pray in tongues, the less you'll know. 
It's not, thank you, Pastor. It is not a one-day event. It is not even for a season of your life. It's an ongoing daily fellowship with the Lord. Daily, daily, you're fellowshipping. Amen. You're going deeper. You're drawing out a step of the plan here, and then you're drawing out a step of the plan here. And, and many times you may not even have the Lord tell you to do something. As you spend that time in his presence, you just know what to do. You just know. You come into this place of knowing. And it is amazing when you know what to do. But why do you know? Because you're, you're, you're digging down deep. You're getting in the Spirit. And the answers are in the Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. So here's your homework. Can you, can you hand me my phone and my purse? Thank you. Okay, take out your phone. Yeah, I said it in church. Take out your phone. If This is your mission, should you choose to accept it. And I'm going to set an alarm today for a time that I'm going to pray in the Holy Ghost. There's my alarm. I set it. This is a good time for me. Set a time to remind yourself to pray in tongues, to search out the plan of God. I would encourage you, you could set your timer if you want for 10 or 15 minutes. But the goal for us this year, let's try to get to an hour. But start with 10 or 15 if you're like, Pastor, I can't do an hour. I beg to differ. You could do an hour. You really could. You could. But if you want to start out 15 minutes, 30 minutes, however you want to start, no pressure to do anything. But it's time to get into God's perfect will. This year, pressing in. What does God want from me this year? Because, and you know, the blessing on your life, you following the plan, will affect your whole family, affect those around you. It'll be a blessing to many. Amen. I'm excited. Praise the Lord. I'm excited. We're going to pray in tongues. We're going to get into the, into the, find out what are those plans that God has for us. And find out, get in that place of knowing. So we can be in the perfect plan of God. Amen. Because that's where the blessing is. We don't want an Ishmael. We want the Isaac. The plan. Then there's only one. There was only one Isaac. There's only one plan for your life. Amen. So before we close, I'm going to ask you this question. If you've never asked Jesus into your heart, I think everyone here is born again. Um, I'm going to give an invitation for that, but also for receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you've never prayed in other tongues. So let's all bow our heads, close our eyes. If there's anyone here this morning, you say, Pastor Molina, I do not pray in tongues yet, but I think I would like to. If that's you and you're here this morning, let's all pray in the Holy Ghost, those who do. You say, Pastor, I want that. I want to know what the plan of God is for my life. I need that in my life. And you'll always need it, no matter how old you are. But if there's anyone here this morning, if you lift your hand and say, Pastor, pray for me. I want, I want to pray in tongues. I want that in my life. Is there anybody here this morning before we go? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Let 
You know, this is something for those of you who have little ones at home, you're not sure what to do. There's situations you're, you've been facing, or it could be big things, little things. I know that Pastor Ike said last week, nothing's too big. It's not a big thing for God, but maybe in your mind it is. You can pray and say, Lord, show me what, what, what steps do I need to take for my kids. I mean, anything for your business, for your, your relationships, for your jobs. Just getting in the spirit, drawing that out, unwrapping. It's like a gift. You know, that's how I saw it. Like God gives us this gift and it's wrapped. And when you pray in tongues, you, a little piece of the wrapping comes off and another piece of the wrapping and another piece of the wrapping. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I have this gift. And it's the plan of God and it's so good. Amen. Well, I love you all. Praise God. Got our homework, right? All right. And make it daily. Praying in tongues daily. But don't forget, it's important to read your Bible too, okay? We love you all and we will see you Wednesday at 7. Amen.